0: It's technically episode three of What You're Good At. I'm here with my pal, Jonathan. Hi. So today we're in my dorms lounge because it's the only place big enough and clean enough to fit two people with two microphones because my room is trashed. <laughs> it's horrible. So today I thought i talk to Jonathan a little bit about music production, you know, how he got into it, what he's learned throughout doing it, and what his plans maybe are for it. So, uh, to start it off, uh, Jonathan, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself.
1: All right. Um, My name's Jonathan Fuller. I'm a musician from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I make music in Pro Tools, primarily.
0: Nice. So, what instruments do you actually play, like physical instruments?
1: What instruments do I play? Um... Guitar was my first instrument, and then, well, technically piano. I mean, I had piano lessons as a kid, and then guitar was my, like, primary instrument, and then, I don't know, I kind of, like, I guess I consider electronic production as, like, an instrument, you know, sure. once you learn the software, sure. I guess. I, I kind of think of it.
0: So how long have you played guitar then?
1: Since I was 14, I so guess. Seven
0: years? Six yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, sounds went. right. Nice.
1: I don't know if you even know the story I My parents bought me like this guitar for Christmas And like I found it in the car Really? Yeah, I spoiled the surprise for myself And then I just acted surprised Was that the it.
0: Line 6? With is that when I had the Line 6 amp? Because yeah, st- I've seen that picture That's
1: still the guitar I use Like every show The black one? <laughs> the black Ibanez, yeah
0: Dude, nice Yeah, I didn't realize it was that old Like for some reason I thought you had played for way longer than... No Six years now Cause like Yeah You were I, probably 14 when I met you Cause Probably yeah The first time I like remember interacting with your family I was 11 Cause I remember mentioning that to somebody that I was 11 <laughs> So you would have been like 14 <laughs> That's insane Yeah Dude that's crazy it, I know Like weird. I was literally So I was 4th grade when we started going there I think I was 5th grade When we met so Probably th- I'm literally n- now in college Back Like that's I crazy you That's insane I don't know how like
1: Yeah it's been a long time
0: No yeah that's crazy like I was literally six years ago then. Seven years ago now, I'm 18. Ah, uh, that's weird. That's yeah, weird that's to weird. think about. It's been a long time. I
1: mean, it's like, I'm presumably, I'm at, uh, probably over a quarter of the way done with my life, dude. That's
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of crazy to think about.
1: I smoke, so probably even more. <laughs> <Even> more
0: <laughs> we are like 40% now, mm-hmm. dang it. Yeah, honestly. It's no. weird to think about. So yeah. So how did you get into music production? Then, like, what what got you set off on that instead of just continuing yeah. to get better at an instrument?
1: I guess I kind of always had the idea, like when I started playing and when I formed the band that um, I would like to record or that li- I wanted to learn how to do it. And I I guess I really first got into it when my like when my uncle introduced me to GarageBand at my grandma's house when I was you know. Probably around 14, whatever. Um, and I would just make stuff using like the stock loops. And sure. and then when I really learned how to do it, um, there was a guy from church, Mike Guthrie. I don't know if you knew oh, him. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. He, him and his wife joined our small group at our house. And he just kind of met Ben and I and learned that we were in a band. And then one day he offered to record some music for us because he... Had a bunch of equipment, and I don't know. I guess he just saw potential or something, <laughs> which is weird because we were not very good back then. But yeah, he was—he was a great guy. And if it weren't for him, I—I I really wouldn't be doing any of the stuff I'm doing now. He—he he took me under his wing, and <clears throat> he did record some songs for us. But the main thing that I mean—I mean, you know, what changed my life was him teaching us how to use the software. And then when sure. he when he moved away, he ended up um selling me all his equipment <laughs> for really? really cheap and and that was obviously a huge thing too because I didn't you know, when you're 15, I came out with my first album when I was 15, so like I didn't really
0: Is that Studying Stanley.
1: No, that was Pillars of Salt.
0: Dude, pillar Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: And and I wouldn't have had, you know, capability to do any of that stuff if it weren't for his equipment. I didn't have enough money, you know.
0: It's true, and that stuff's expensive. So did he, what software did you end up starting with then?
1: Uh, it was always Pro Tools from the beginning. I mean, sure. he had, I think it was Pro Tools 7, and at that point, the new. I think we're on, what, 12 now? Yeah. <laughs> and I think at that point, like, 8 or 9 was the newest that even existed. So it, it was a lot older version, but that's what I got started on, an old PC.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so was it pretty tough then? Like, cause even though like you knew instruments, like starting off, like trying to use Pro Tools, was it pretty difficult or? Um, I guess, huh? I mean, my first stuff was not very
1: good, but it's kind of hard to say whether it was like difficult or not. I mean, yeah, it's a difficult thing to do. It's like a skill that you have to learn, but I would say I had kind of the same experience learning Pro Tools as I did learning guitar because. I didn't I don't really get super formally trained and even even Mike, you know, he only gave me like two or three lessons sure. and what what really did it was just me like doing it on my own and just making tons and tons of songs or whatever and just I was just really fascinated by it. And so I guess I never really thought of it as hard until I got to actually making like a full album, you know, sure. and encountered some of the difficulties
0: so was it was there like a point where you you thought like wow this is like you start to understand everything or was it kind of a slow progression throughout like even now like just using it more and more that you've understood it or is it like was there one point that you found something where like wow now i know how to do this um
1: that's a good question i mean i feel like i'm always learning new stuff and i'm always excited about incorporating new things that i learn into my songs so in that sense it's kind of a like A a gradual progression. I mean, yeah, I guess the thing that, um, one of the things that, two of the things that really were game changers was obviously just the really basic, like figuring out how to actually record because in Pro Tools it's different than GarageBand. Like in GarageBand it's just one big red button and you just Mm -hmm. click it and then it starts recording. And in GarageBand you got, I mean, in Pro Tools you got to do a lot of different it's like three buttons to even start recording, and you have to have your channels all figured out. So once I got channels figured out, that was like the biggest thing. And then the second one, that was a big game changer. And I don't know if this is very interesting to you, but um, uh was when I figured out how to use buses. Do you know what that is? No. It's basically like when you can split the output of a track so you can like have the track playing through the main speakers, but then also send it off on a bus to, like, another track, like, uh, uh reverb or whatever. I mean, that's what, sure. like, sidechain compression is done through. And, I mean, I use that, like, all the time. That's just... That was, like, a huge game-changer, and that really, I feel like, brought my... the quality up.
0: Sure. Did you still, like... I know you did PSCO here at North Central. Did you do any of the Pro Tools classes?
1: Please? Yeah, I took, um... Audio engineering with Rob Barrett, okay. I the remember, guy.
0: I think he might still do that. Cause yeah, he does. Do you, like was that a huge like help, or did you already have like a pretty good understanding of how to use Pro Tools before before?
1: Um, audio engineering didn't really teach anything about Pro Tools, and by that point, I'd already produced like three albums. Okay. So ba- I think the main thing I gained from that class was like learning about microphones and mic placement, like how to actually mic up. Uh, a guitar amp, and you know, how to mic a piano, what you know, microphones work better for vocals or whatever. Sure. All, all that kind of more, like, actually physical stuff.
0: All right. What other tools do you use besides Pro Tools? Like, what what stuff do you have to make music?
1: Um, I I don't really have, like, a lot of... I don't really invest money in instruments, like, big, you know, I don't have a big guitar rig, I still just have like my old guitar that I got when I was maybe I was 13 or something when I got that guitar, but I still just have like that same guitar I've bought a couple other ones, but they're all like, you know, they're all from garage sales and they're like 50 bucks, and I have, so I mostly just have like really inexpensive um like keyboards and stuff like that, for instrument wise, sure. I, I mean, I also use Ableton Live for our live shows, just like sure. a live software.
0: Nice. So, what type of uh, MIDI controller do you use then?
1: Um, really, whatever like I can get my hands on. I I don't. I actually tend to not use MIDI controllers at all when I'm writing music. I I just um,
0: just use whatever the yeah the entered
1: it, right yeah entered there. in on the program. I just like I've done it for so long that I just I guess I just think better that way now. Uh, fun fact, Skrillex also does that. He doesn't use a keyboard. Really? He just, like, clicks all the notes in. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I have yet to learn how to really MIDI things in, like, through the software. Yeah. It's definitely a not a difficult process, because I think, like, once, like, I've gotten sort of down, but, like, I think yeah. once you actually really get it down, it's probably way, like...
1: Yeah, I will. I will say that that was probably, going back to your earlier question of what was, like, the big breakthrough if you will i guess midi would probably be that because um i i always wanted to record and i always was like oh how would i ever do that you know i don't have i only have one microphone or whatever Mm -hmm. and once i learned to use midi um i remember like we were recording this song and and mike was like i could like try to record some live drums on this with a couple microphones but um or I could just enter them all in on MIDI and I was like what how what does that mean like how would you do that and he's like there's a grid and you can just enter the, you know notes into digital instruments and you can choose any kind of instrument you want and it'll just play and you can and you can even do drums that way and it was like huge game changer for me you know
0: sure do you ever find yourself like running out of like i guess melodies or notes to play like you ever just find like wow like this is a, so similar to the thing i just did
1: yeah i that's been something i've like i don't know i guess sometimes i have anxiety that i'll run out of creativity you know sure. i'll just cuz sometimes you do make a song and then it's just like ah, this is just you know yeah. sort of what i like just really fades into all the other stuff that i've made and it just sounds really similar So yeah, definitely sometimes, and there are times when I just feel like I can't really write at all, I don't really just, I don't have anything to contribute. But the writing process for me is really just basically, I just kind of sit down and start a new session without really anything in mind of what I'm going to do, and then it just kind of comes out by, like, messing around.
0: Sure. So, like, what is the actual, like, process of, I guess, making a complete song? Yeah. What are the steps?
1: That's a good question. So, for me, I mean, this is how I do it. Um, I mean, the basic, like, structure of making a song is, like, writing, recording, mixing, and then mastering. So, but for me, it's like, I sit down at my computer, and I just open up a session and mess around with... Sounds and stuff that sounds cool until I get a basic idea of of a track you know uh, sure. something instrumental that sounds cool and then and then I'll add vocals afterwards if I feel like it, if I feel like the song has earned them, I guess and the right <laughs> and most of the time when I write vocals, it's just um when I write lyrics, it's just stream of consciousness uh, type of stuff which ends up. I mean, I don't know. I have, like, an experience with my own lyrics that's kind of, like, weird to talk about, but I find that a lot of times I write stuff that's just sort of... I don't know how I feel, but it's not really, like, an actual... Like, the words don't really make a lot of sense in the moment when I, when I write them, sure. and it just kind of, like, comes out of me. And then a lot of times, like, even even there are songs where like years later i like listen back to it and it'll like mean something and i'll like kind of understand it if you will i mean like poetry and stuff in general is just really and music is just really like inter- uh, interpretive you know it's kind of like art you know sure it's just what are you going to whatever you're going to get out of it yeah. so then i then i basically once i have the lyrics i just put everything like put the stuff together mix it and usually end up adding more elements and more stuff and you know maybe get more ideas and put those in and then I just master it which is basically just compressing the file as like one track and then I got a new album coming out
0: do you nice. have a new album solo and Jaguar and Jaguar? We've
1: got two Jaguar EPs and
0: then yeah, full solo album and oh maybe cow. a
1: solo EP if I want to release it. But I in don't a know.
0: year's time, how much music do you think you make? That's a good question.
1: Um Just in
0: total between Feed Us, Jaguar, and Solo. Jeez. I mean, like that I put out. Or just like in like <sighs> on your computer, like how many songs have you do you make? Like this
1: this year since like a year ago today i've probably done like a hundred sessions dang which is you know when i was first starting out it was like way higher output than that but now like pretty much every pretty much every session that i do now like turns into something really? you know i don't have a. I mean i have a lot of like f- now finished songs that i just haven't released sure. for whatever reason whether it be like that it's just not time yet or because it's they uh yeah like the ja- we've been sitting on the new Jaguar EP for like four or about five months like it's, it was finished at the beginning of summer
0: why oh that's right yeah cause you showed me some of those was it was just cause you didn't want to release it at the same time as um, or
1: yeah that was part of it but then also like I don't know getting to the end of like a project is always the hardest for me because you want to like I want to release it in a way that's going to make an impact or whatever so that people will actually hear it So there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And then with the Jaguar stuff, like, there's this one track that Daniel really wants to fix or change into something else. Sure. And we just haven't, like, got around to it. It's usually that. Like, the last final touches are the hardest to do because it feels like it's already done. And then when you go back and actually get the, like, fine details fixed, it just feels like a chore. Sure.
0: How do you release the music? Like how do you, once it's off, once it's done on Pro Tools, yeah. what goes on from there? We,
1: um, we upload through a website called TuneCore. There's also one called Catapult that we used for our last one, it was a little bit cheaper. And basically you just pay a certain amount of money and then they just do all the work. You just upload the wave files and then it just like appears. In so all the stores that you select. So It's
0: so like Spotify, mm-hmm. iTunes, SoundCloud. Yeah, so
1: our stuff is even like uploaded to like YouTube and Amazon Music by this company. I mean, the ones that we really promote. I mean, there's like 80 different digital stores that it's distributed to, sure. but the main ones that we obviously promote is iTunes and Spotify.
0: Sure. Do you actually like have you made money? Uh, like obviously like when you consider the amount of things you've purchased and like the shows you've done, but like Yeah, just off of streams or actual music purchased. Um,
1: I haven't made a profit, but I've yes, I've made money.
0: Okay, because I've always wondered that too. Like, I think it would be hard to come out on top, like profit wise. Yeah,
1: it's similar to YouTube. Like YouTube, they do uh, CPM or whatever, which is um,
0: clicks per something.
1: It's like basically every. They basically calculate it by like thousand views. So for every like thousand views, you know, if you have a monetized video, every thousand views that you receive, you get a certain set amount of money. So I think H three H C was talking about this, and he was saying I think the average is like um, three to five dollars. But sometimes, thousand. but it it moves with the market. So. You know it could get as high as you know 10 or something like that depending on what it is but so then if you look at for instance an at like an average h3 h3 video gets about 4 million views right so if you just like do the math every thousand views they say they're getting four dollars that off their ads that's how it works and it's the same with Spotify so or any streaming service so basically if you're Taylor Swift and you got, like, 19 million plays on your track that you put out, um, Spotify pays you per... It's technically, I think, with Spotify, it might be an actual m- amount of money per play. But if you divide it... Excuse me. If you divide it out, it's, like, so little.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking you know. at it right now. The CPM for uh, Spotify and, like, and Pandora and all those. So, it all depends on, like, the advertising, too. So, like... And that makes sense i guess so yeah spotify will just basically i
1: think just pay you i mean they don't have ads necessarily on stuff because for premium. people yeah for people that pay that's how they make their money and then they pay the artist based on that
0: so yeah it says uh five to thirty dollars is the cpm for Spotify. thirty
1: dollars dude oh i can't even imagine
0: Well, like, that's, like, songs, like, 21 Pilots. uh, Stressed Out has, like, 763 million views just on Spotify. Yeah. So even if it was, And that's
1: that's not counting these artists', like, YouTube
0: videos. Yeah, so, like, that's just Spotify alone.
1: Like, I always wonder how musicians like Vivo and stuff can make these crazy music videos that are, like, you know, a full movie production. But then you realize that, you know, if you, you know, say you get, like, 20 million views. I'm going to do the math here. I know it is kind 20. of crazy to think
0: about. Like we in our rhetoric class, we had to write a paper about this. Like the whole music uh, business and all that. Yeah. It is interesting to see how like a lot of artists consider Spotify and like streaming services to kind of be ruining the way that artists make money. Because yeah. like, and I know like Taylor Swift doesn't even isn't even on Spotify because she wasn't making money off of it. Like, yeah. Like at least she wasn't. I don't know if she still isn't. Like if I look up right now.
1: So yeah, if you make. uh if you get a four dollar CPM on a view
0: with in a video with twenty million views, you just made eighty thousand dollars. Dang. Okay, yeah, so she is back on Spotify. But there was a time that she wasn't. Like that's Yeah. That's pretty good, but when you consider like on a large scale, like if you were Coldplay or something, yeah. And like out of the millions of dollars it probably costs to even put out music, like I mean I don't Coldplay
1: know. does I mean presumably coldplay could do the same thing that i do they could just go to tune they could go to TuneCore and pay 50 bucks and upload a full album you know and then That's make true. an incredibly insane amount of money i mean i i think that like streaming services are good for artists because for me it's it's a way for everyone to hear my music and like you know if i get if i get big enough like i'll get the money that i deserve from that but like most of the money that i'd make these days are from playing shows or selling merchandise for smaller artists that's like their main source of income yeah Yeah. that's true
0: because like it's i mean like you said it's per thousand views right Um, that's for that's
1: for youtube at least i don't know about i'm guessing spotify is the same
0: so yeah so like i mean everybody has spotify or some sort of streaming service so it makes sense like who really wants to buy a cd of something like yeah it's kind of gotten away. So like that more realistically, that's the way artists have to make money. Yeah, now.
1: And I just don't think it's going to change. I don't think it's really realistic for it to, you know, Oh, let's all go, go back, back to CDs. Like, nah. Yeah.
0: You know. Like even like vinyl, like it's like the nostalgia and like people enjoy using it. Cause it's cool. Yeah, exactly. But like I doubt artists are making real money. Off and of I, I think it's copy. cool
1: that people have found a way to actually monetize the internet because otherwise I think, so much music would just get sent out for free, downloaded illegally or whatever, and mm-hmm. yet there's still a way for artists to make money, you know. Sure. And it's just a, ch- you know, people talk about this all the time. It's just a changing landscape with the with the internet, you know. Sure. I don't necessarily see it as like positive or negative. I mean, I started making music when it was already kind of like this. So, I guess I'm kind of ignorant in that sense, like
0: Sure. But you kind of started off with that.
1: Yeah. my I mean, my first album, when I was, like, 15, I uploaded through the same site, so... Really?
0: Have you seen, like, the way, like, I guess, how do you know, like, is there some type of website that tells you how many views you've had?
1: Yeah, um, TuneCore actually gives you, um, analytics.
0: Like a total, like, what is your guys' no most internet
1: p- connection? What's your Wi-Fi?
0: Oh my gosh, dude, don't Actually, even...
1: you connect to Wi-Fi, because I really gotta pee. I'm just logging into TuneCore here. And I'm going to see. Okay, so we didn't actually upload Delete Your Account to this one. But I have $16.40 left over from our. Oh, wait. I did upload Delete Your your Account to this. Yeah, so in one. The month that that was released, the month Delete Your Account came out, we made $21. That's not bad. And then ended up... So w- the thing about the, this site is that it's like a yearly subscription, which I don't think Catapult is, which is why I like it better. Um, but what this one is is like you pay a certain amount of money and then it renews every year to keep it on the site. So I don't even know what song it was that was released on September 1st, but it took $10 out of my account. I was... Oh, we're doing pretty good.
0: Nice. How many views do you have then? Like nice. Does it tell you... Uh,
1: I don't know. Let me see.
0: Cause I feel like I would be. Well, here we go.
1: Okay, it it tells where the money came from. So from iTunes, we made fourteen dollars that month. We made seven dollars on Google Play. Who uses Google Play? And two cents from Apple Music. You know, like <laughs> that. That's the kind of thing that that most of it is like. Just random. You know, four four cents from Spotify and in August or whatever. Four cents. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: See, that's garbage, because like, I know I've listened to you guys' music a lot on Spotify. Yeah, but
1: four cents is probably, like... I mean, if you di- if you divide it out for the CPM, it's still probably, like... It might be, like, 100 plays. That's true. You know? Yeah, it doesn't... So, who knows? You know? One, I think once I made, like, $7 at a time from Spotify, and that was, like, the highest it had ever been, and I was like, whoa. Dang. Right, Let's wrap this bad boy up. And my name's Jonathan. You can find... Yeah, my music good, on Spotify, stuff. iTunes, Bandcamp. Uh, my band is called Feed Us. And my other band is called Jaguar Jaguar. So How did they find your solo stuff? Oh, it's just called Jonathan Fuller. I mean, you just go on Spotify and type that name in. Nice. Or YouTube or whatever. I mean, I don't know.
0: It's kind of funny because I can almost guarantee anybody who listens to this already probably listens and knows who you are. Probably. But that's okay. That's- this is
1: for like the one guy who's just like, this guy seems chill. Let me just... Check it out. Quick type that oh, awesome.
0: But you know, hey. Well, this has been gosh. What you good at. Thanks for listening.